equalises for West Ham. Bishop going through a chance with a shot. Oh, and he scores! A brilliant shot from Ian Bishop. The skipper and Bishop through for a goal, is he? Oh, he's done well. What a goal by Ian Bishop. Oh, it's a lovely cross. And Ian Bishop, who started the move. It's skipper Ian Bishop. And now gone, and West Ham take the lead. Peak, great pass for Bishop. Is this the equaliser? It is Ian Bishop. And it's Bishop. It's 2-0. Ian Bishop from inside the six-yard area. Hello and welcome, Happy New Year. It's the Knees on the Brown West Ham podcast. It's episode 14 of the third season and this is a super special one because we've got two excellent studio guests. I mean stellar guests. Firstly, firstly, one of the big journos, the big sporting journos. He's at the Daily Mail. You'll know him. It's Matt Lawless. Good evening. Pleasure to have you here. Thanks. No, thanks for inviting me back again. I nice know, to have you. And, uh, so it's your second appearance, and also the <laughs> second appearance for our next guest. Can you believe, Matt, who you're sitting next to? This I is, can't. This is yeah, real life. Breathing the same air in the studio. <laughs> one of the biggest players, like an icon from the '90s, Ian Bishop, here at last, flown in just especially for this podcast. Bish bash. Planes, trains, and automobiles, <laughs> mate. Eh? He's flown in from yeah. Miami just for this. Just you for this. <laughs> you call me a Stella guest. I asked for Stella. You've got me Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> he's flown it he's flying straight back afterwards yeah. you're a tiger in midfield that's why that's why you've got that you see so I don't think uh, many people would say that you know <laughs> uh, so yeah what a, what a bunch of people we've got well, here and, and joining them and James Longman James Longman James Longman's here as well <laughs> woo Denim, denim, <laughs> denim, denim, double denim, double, double dip. Actually, fellas, I came back to collect me award. Oh, yes, well, I don't know where it is. Where, I'm looking around the room now. I, mean, I, mean, I don't want to shock you, but you are drinking it. <laughs> Four bottles of Tiger. Wow. Um, we should talk Matt about Matt check there Matt check <laughs> there were four in case two had gone did, yeah. <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen a four pack before actually <laughs> we should talk about the award last season we had the end of season award and as voted for by listeners uh, the best guest we had in the second series and when we were reading out we were saying alright the nominations are everyone was shouting Ian Bishop from the, from the audience which gave it away but there was no other contenders in. I mean, what a, what an appearance you made first time round. Yeah, I was actually in a car park somewhere in uh, <laughs> in Florida, I think, wasn't I at the time? I don't know. I remember sitting there thinking, I can't be doing this while I'm driving along. I'll have to pull over. <laughs> and I think I got carried away. I remember you just cutting me off at the end because <laughs> I wouldn't stop talking. <laughs> Hour three. The thing I remember most about the interview as well is your ringtone. Your, your other phone went off. And it was phone, Keen. Yeah. Keen was your ringtone. Mm. Is that still the case? Yeah, yeah, I was still trendy. At <laughs> no, I've lost about 15 phones since then, mate. So. It wasn't Roy King, was it? Certainly <laughs> <Yeah>. not. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were just chatting a second ago, but it went crazy for us. We got a lot of response from, from that episode, that first episode. But also for you, you had book deals thrown at you and all sorts. Yeah, I did, yeah. Uh, well, books thrown at me, you mean. <laughs> I had, yeah, I did. Yeah, two people came on me Twitter and, and offered me. I actually sat down and spoke with uh, one of them, 
and we sort of got to the to the stage where I said, yeah, I would write it, but I need a little bit of time to authenticate my stories because some of them I don't remember myself. So <laughs> um, a lot of them I don't remember myself, to tell yeah. you the truth. But, um, you know, this this is the thing with, with this now. Now I'm sitting here for quite a while. I can't give all my stories away because we won't sell them, will it? <laughs> People right. already know. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll kill myself. <laughs> well, we've just established that you're in Miami and as is Irvin Welsh. I mean, West Ham West, Hammer. West Ham fan friend of the show Irvin Welsh we were just saying we could set that up and turn Irvin it Welsh writes Ian Bishop's book <laughs> and then turning that into a film was just like, imagine it imagine it well well, the movie thing for me when I, when I started thinking about the book mm. look at me saying movie because I'm <laughs> Hollywood baby just stop me please somebody just <laughs> hit me in the face uh, no to, to make a film I think skip the book I think it had a lot to do with they said the book won't make you that much money but uh, <laughs> skip the book go straight to the film yeah. I had thought about it before to tell you the truth who'd mm. play Ian Bishop though yeah oh, come on let's think about this mm. yeah that could be one Russell Send Brand well we don't know much it could be Russell ja- Brand he's my favourite in America right now it could be James McAvoy he's yeah. got a touch of the bitch about him yeah. he's only five foot two isn't he <laughs> yeah he's short actually decent looking fella though yeah <laughs> I don't mind that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine it. I play Brand. myself. Brand. I play myself. Yeah. I, I think Brand would have the, uh, the flamboyance that's required of the role. Flamboyance, <laughs> flowing locks. What, flowing locks is the first thing you need. <laughs> yeah, the rest, locks. the rest you can make it up in acting and stuff, but you can't CGI that hair, flowing hair. <laughs> I'm not hands. sure about the dress sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a he's a hammer as well. Yeah, isn't he's yeah. a hammer. Yeah, so we, we only speak about uh, celebrities. <laughs> who are hammers on oh, here. There you go. I didn't know I was so biased. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Trying to hear someone else who's a West Ham. Ray, uh, well, Ray Winston. Ray Winston. Ray Winston. He's in it. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, too, he's, too, he's too tough to play. <laughs> too old now. He could be a manager. Yeah, Ray's yeah. a great lad. Yeah, he could be Harry Redknapp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could cast. We cast. Why don't we just cast the whole movie over the course of this podcast? <laughs> it, it, oh, I was uh, going to say you need some special effects for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Twitch CGI DNA. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, so on today's show, we're going to talk about the Christmas period. I mean, not so good if you're a West Ham fan obviously Chelsea away Arsenal home West Brom home and then we had Everton away earlier this week which again wasn't the great the greatest of a results um, all of which leads on to a section we're calling never negativity back <laughs> so you know Sam Sabs, the Nolan Hayes will be discussing uh, also Alex Hong's back in the squad but Winston Reid will be leaving it season ticket prices but of course throughout we'll be touching back on the excellent career of Ian Bishop who's joining us here and maybe getting some insight on how things are going at the moment but let's talk about those games over Christmas first. Uh, so, first of all, we lost to Chelsea away 2-0, a scoreline that was predicted by Ian Bishop. Yeah, you guessed that? Yeah, there's a, there's a guy uh, on Twitter now who's asked me to... I predicted the 2-0 win against Leicester as well. Oh, really? Perfect. If I'd have put a bet on it, wouldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs> Predict it and put a bet on is two different things. I can yeah. get it right. And I've said 1-1 Swansea as well, yeah. but I hope I'm wrong this time. I'm two on the bounce and, and I hope I'm wrong this time. Yeah. But, um, Chelsea away, Matt, wasn't the greatest performances, was it? It wasn't. I think um, you got to give credit to Chelsea. They were, they were excellent, I thought. Um, but at the same time, I think we, we kind of almost uh, wrote the game off from the beginning. Song should have started for me. Um, I think we rested him for the Arsenal game. And for the Arsenal game, he, he just... How he got man of the match, I don't know. It wasn't his finest performance. No, it, was, it, was, it was a great goal that wasn't given. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
But yeah, like I say, when he came on against Chelsea, he was really impressive. Um, and I just felt that if we'd have started him, we might have nicked a draw there. Because yeah. we, we started ever so well, even though uh, we was under the cost for most of it. Adrian deserves applaudits, mm. as he has done for the last few games. But um, yeah. yeah, it was a bit disappointing, that result. Yeah. Isn't it strange to think, though, that we've slipped to seventh and people want to jump on them now? I know. Yeah. I know. yeah. To seventh, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like... Um, uh, it, it's just so fickle, isn't it? The whole yeah, thing about yeah, it, you know. Yeah. The, big, the biggest thing for Christmas for me was the referee thing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. the bad decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you see Keith Hackett was in the evening standard. Of all people, <laughs> I read that today on the train. He's saying the standard is shocking. I, I just went back. I went. I went back to Villa Park and I thought, oh, shut up, will you? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a fine one to talk about exactly, standards yeah. um, I didn't know he'd come out of hiding to tell you the truth <laughs> no. from that year to come out of hiding on that point as well crazy um, Stamford Bridge Ian as a hunting ground for West Ham uh, what was your experiences like um, I don't think we ever fared too well there mm. to tell you the truth I'm not I'm not a stato in any way <laughs> always enjoyed playing against them Mm. always enjoyed you know they always had quality players to be up against I remember playing against Hullet and Glenn Hoddle and Zola mm. and, you know quality but you never you never went there with, with a feeling that you were going to win but I feel now and I actually watched it happen with Sunderland at Man City bedding in mm. I think you can go there if you've got nothing to lose if you think they're, they're top of the table anyway they're unbeaten Go and express yourself, you know? Yeah, I exactly. think we were playing a different brand of football from, from last season any, anyway with Sam. We got a couple of different players in and I think the style had changed a little bit. Mm. But then you go back to the fear factor. And, yeah. and I, don't, I don't understand, especially when you're sitting up there, it, you're, you're either dreaming too much that we're going to stay there and challenge for the title so you don't want to be beaten by Chelsea. I think while you're up there, you've got a buffer behind you points and so many teams below you mm. that you can go and express yourself and mm. go and get one goal and bed in yeah. yeah you know it's different don't bed in from the start I, yeah. I just think we wasn't adventurous enough no, that was the main criticism wasn't it sorry mate yeah, no I was just going to say I totally agree and I think if you use Southampton they're the case in point they did exactly that against Chelsea and Arsenal yeah. and, and mm. they got the and points United, for it. Yeah. they lost yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, you know not that they're any great shakes like that yeah. Yeah. but that's what we want to say isn't it like we're, it's like we're up there let's give it a go and that's the main disappointment that we didn't yeah yeah, and we went there essentially expecting to lose. Yeah, and then we didn't. I mean, well, Arsenal home. I would say that was a slightly better performance, but it's a lot better. But maybe undone by the bad luck again, James. Well, it wasn't. We didn't actually have many chances. I was talking to an Arsenal fan about it. We didn't actually have many chances, but we had a lot of possession mm. and a lot of, you know, it's a final ball really. And I think if we'd got that goal, if that goal was given at the start, things, you know, it's a whole different complexion. Mm. I'm saying Arsenal always come back against us anyway, like they did last season, but a goal right there from Song, their heads would have gone down, mm. but we gave them a proper battle and that's, you know, that's why everyone's singing at the end, we love you West Ham, maybe we're quite proud because you just want to see the team give a battle. Absolutely, and I've always said that, when the team play well, regardless of the result, they will get applauded off the pitch, yeah. you know, ultimately you want results, but that game, we all know that the referee cost us, it was never, oh, pff, how he's disallowed it, no. I don't know, mm. Sacco was allegedly in the keeper's sideline, he wasn't, it was actually Carroll, but that goal goes in it's a different game and probably a different result yeah. Arsenal put in a lot I thought their counter-attacking uh, football was excellent it was you know, and, and uh, it was really great to watch but um, you know I, I do think we might have, we might have won that yeah. and Adrian made some amazing saves yes and that second half they were just every time they broke we were like oh shit uh, and, and that was the thing like you know with Song going back to Song he, 
he wasn't at the races. I didn't no. think that game. And uh, kept losing. Mysteriously, yeah. one man in a match from those uh, sponsors who probably had a few oh, no. too beers, yeah. a few too many beers. And um, and you know the fans started chanting for Adrian, and he, he yeah. turned around to us and you know gave the thumbs him, up yeah. as if to say, "Yeah, thank you." You know, it was, yeah. it was See, nice. That's, really, that's the thing as well. Coming from the honesty standpoint mm. of it, I mean, I'm, I'm always honest about my teams anyway. Yeah, you know. Uh, you know whether you're on the radio or whatever you, you say it like it is you don't buy no bias towards the teams that you you for or you love or whatever but you, you're saying didn't create it doesn't matter whether the luck goes against you if you're not creating yourself yeah you know it, it, you, you're going to lose games so you're going to mm. tie games mm. you, you've got to make chances no matter what luck you have against you yeah. you know these teams that they say uh, they go out like Southampton they'll just try and score more goals than the opposition you know mm. they, they don't bet in they don't it's not a tactical affair with, with Ronald Koeman as it is now they'll go out and play football and the majority of times you know they've won they've won quite a few games this season haven't they mm. yeah. I think we should do that I think the, the the style of football it did change at the beginning you know we were doing well and then the fear factor comes in as oh we're here now do a change it just to solidify yeah. to mm. make sure we finish top 10 Mm. I think you just got to go for it. I think Sam's yeah. just got to go for it, so, and that's what the fans want. They want excitement, you know. They won't mind losing three two or two one yeah. as long as the team go out there and, and try. Give it a go. And yeah. we've seen we've got the players to do that now. You know, we've had some fantastic results this mm. season, and purely for that reason, we just went out, yeah, got stuck yeah. in straight away, and and um, you know when we play revert to the sort of defensive sort of tactical game. We've we've not come away with the results. I don't yeah. think so. It's uh, I think yeah we should go back to how we started the season. But well, you're not giving yourself a chance, are you? Well, to get results. That's it. That's it. You're hoping to nick a goal if you can, but if you go out there in the opposition's <coughs> face from the get go, <coughs> then you got more of a chance because you're putting the pressure on. And <coughs> that, well, that's yeah. what that's what I think. Anyway. Which we did against Everton, and you know we yeah we'll touch on that in a bit. I think, yeah. but it's like. It was satisfying to see the Arsenal defence properly celebrate when they beat us. Yes. Because it made it look like they'd had a proper battle and they yeah. had had a proper battle. Yeah, that was a good and result. They were knackered. For them. It was a good result for mm. them. And it was it was just tough to take. But yeah. you know, I came out of it with well the team came out with uh, mm. heads held high, which is which all you want really. Well look at the difference. In years gone by, would you have expected to run Arsenal that close? You know? I know. Mm. Even even when I was playing, you know, I mean, don't want to be one of the people that keeps going back. No, you, know, you end up sounding like a freaking dinosaur. <laughs> uh, you know. Well, I just remember the Dave Seaman um, clothesline in that nil-nil game when. Um, oh yeah, you took out. It was ninety-five, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And you know that would have been a certain one-nil win, wouldn't it? But mm. uh, yeah, <laughs> red guy. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, yeah, I mean, we've had some good battles with Arsenal down the years. Ian. I mean, you've you've been part. I remember yeah. winning at Highbury a couple of times. Uh, yeah, three years on a spin, we won there. Yeah, were you on the pitch when Les Seeley went up front? No. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> and if it was, it's a blur. It's a blur. <laughs> Put that in the film, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 nice. yeah. Les Seeley played by Matt Damon. Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, you know what? I might have been to tell you the truth because all the time Les was there, I was there. Yeah. So I, I think did Martin, did Martin Allen score that day or something? He like did, yeah. 2 yeah. 0 yeah. win, wasn't it? 2 0 win, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. I remember Hutch scoring one year. As well, I think it was the only goal of the game. Yeah, yeah. That was the that was the three years that, that consecutive wins. I think. Yeah. As a as a player, what were your feelings like playing Arsenal? Like, well, because I'm an Arsenal fan. Oh, really? I've been an Arsenal fan since I was six years old. Wow. Obviously, when you're playing for another London club, you don't <laughs> shout it from the roof. <laughs> but I was six, so yeah. I've got no excuses, you know. Yeah. Uh, 
Why Arsenal? Yeah. Charlie George fan, just from the 71 Cup final, I was six yeah. years old. And as I've done for most of my life, I, I rebelled. I, um, me liver, me family were Liverpool fans, Liverpool Arsenal 71 Cup final. I just chose to go the other way. And, <laughs> and not go the other way, but you know, chose to go for the other team. <laughs> yeah. um, and went running around the streets when Charlie got his goal, laid down afterwards, and it just stuck in me. I actually when uh, we were at Highbury one year and I was me and Johnny Monks was injured and we were in the lounge before the game and Charlie was sort of doing the hospitality thing and I often wondered that when you come out do you know when the kids are off school and they come down to training ground and then you're standing there signing autographs and you look down and there's this one kid staring at you and he's like looking at you as if you're the best thing he's ever he's ever seen I felt like that when I seen Charlie that day and I was wow. a pro I was I played so many games Monkey went just go over and introduce yourself and I think it had been documented in the shoot magazine or the match or whatever that he was he was my hero you know I didn't yeah. say I was an Arsenal fan mm. it's just that he was one of my heroes but um I was that kid for that day and I couldn't go over I said no I'm not. I'll go in a minute I'll go in a minute he went get over here well I won't say <laughs> just get over there don't be scared did Monks uh, have his clothes on or every <laughs> story he's well, usually I made him put on. them on because we went inside yeah. Yeah. I made him put them on so uh, I, I missed it I missed the opportunity yeah. and I would have been that kid you know would you have liked the opportunity to have played for Arsenal? I actually found out when I left Bournemouth and signed for Man City the first time. I think City paid seven fifty. I found out that Arsenal offered half a million, and Liverpool offered half a million. And I grew up an Arsenal fan, going to Anfield watching Liverpool. Yeah, because they were the European knights and everything, mm. and, and Everton weren't strong then. So, and I remember speaking to George Graham in uh, Langens when I was playing for West Ham and he told me that night he sent me a bottle of wine over I sent him something back the bill <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I found out later off Kenny Dalglish as well that Liverpool were looking at me at the same time so but obviously you know things the way they were Bournemouth needed 250 grand to Bournemouth at the time was massive so yeah. I had no say then the agents mm. and the managers had to say yeah. so God it would, it would have been nice, you know, but but I wouldn't have had me West Ham time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, I I look back at life now and say, yeah, you could have done this, could have done that, but the rest of it would have changed, and I wouldn't change it for nothing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you made the right decision. Yeah, uh, I did. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> the Arsenal podcast is shit. <laughs> <laughs> They've never invited me. Get Tiger, you'll get Fosters. Yeah, you got Dermot O'Leary, <laughs> no one else. Yeah. <laughs> um, who did you ever go to teams thinking, "Oh God, we're going to get stuffed"? No, never, never. Really? That's interesting. It, it was always a challenge. It was always see because I mean, it's to say it and, and be honest, we were always one of them teams. We were too good for the Championship, not strong enough at the time until we solidified it for the Premier League. So we were mm. up and down a couple of seasons. You got something to prove, haven't you? You're playing against internationals and that's what you want to be so when you went to the bigger clubs it was always I'm going to show I'm better than you Yeah. you know I don't know if everybody felt like that but me as an individual certainly did I thought mm. you know I, I playing for Bournemouth played against Brian Robson uh, in the FA Cup and we tied one each at Dean Court and we should have beat them yeah. it was in the quarter finals mm. as well little club we were getting six, 7,000 people uh, we went to replay at Old Trafford with I don't know I think it was 56 58,000 wow. and Brian Robson actually put in his programme notes watch out for this player you know wow. which to me was yeah. know, it was great you know uh, you know Glenn Hoddle had wrote some good things in the, in the paper about me at the same time about the England squad I think it was me Ian Crook and Vinnie Samways 
and Glenn was one of my heroes as well. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's funny that it, even though I say I was an Arsenal fan, Charlie George was was what it was, and then Liam afterwards. Mm. And the story about Liam was I was there for the rest the, the back end of his career, and we'd have a pint together, maybe play golf and train together. And then after his last game, I've I've asked him for his shirt, and he said, "Why?" <laughs> I was like, um, no reason. I may have somebody who wants it. I've still got it. I've still got it. He didn't ask for mine. Yeah, like, like idea of you giving yours. No, yeah. take this. Oh, my. Should we swap? No, <laughs> you touched there like Glenn Hoddle and like internationals. Uh, you you never, never got capped for England. Is that- I played for England B. England B. Yeah, I played for England B and uh, played one game. Played against Switzerland, one two one. Thought I did okay. Uh, never involved in the, the squad after that. Yeah. And um, when was that? Ninety three was it? Ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah, we we oh. got to the semis. That semi final at Villa Park. We got yeah. promotion. It was difficult then for players in the second division <coughs> yeah. or the championship yeah, to, yeah. to get an international cap. Mm. Yeah. And you know, played played that game with some good players. You know, and. Uh, well, I'll tell you the truth. I think I've mentioned it before, but there was stuff about the rumours with Trevor Moore yeah, at the yeah, time, yeah. you know, going round. And, and back then, I wasn't your normal-looking footballer, was mm. I? <laughs> I don't mean with you football. Russell, you were Russell yeah. Brown 20 years before Russell yeah, Brown well, was Russell exactly, Brown. yeah. So, you know, I had me long hair he didn't like. And, yeah. and I remember Billy telling me afterwards, and I, and I, I kept my word to Billy Bonds, to tell you the truth, because mm. he was angry that I wasn't involved mm. in the next squad. He'd been at the game and that. Yeah. He, he was angry. And he just said... You know, um, keep it to yourself. But one of the staff found one of the top two at the time, and said, "Don't like his hair. Doesn't score enough goals." And what are these rumours about him and Trevor Moore? Oh my days! And terrible. he said, "Look, you got to promise me." Bill said, and he and he'll admit it. Yeah. He said, "Look, I don't want you to come out and say anything." I said, "Not come, come out." Come out. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Can't get away with anything these days. He said, "I don't, I don't." You say not knowing. Yeah. And I respected Bill more than the people yeah. who were yeah. who were doubting me. So. So I didn't, oh. and it wasn't my story, was it? Anyway, yeah. you weren't tempted to go to the barbers with Julian Dix and uh, <laughs> yeah. it all after. Well, well, not really. No. <laughs> That's funny because Julian Dix had the same. Was it his he hair? Did. Too he had short, the same problem? Your didn't hair's he? Too yeah. long. What? What, you did, what is this? Uh, How exactly, do we settle yeah. wigs? <laughs> wigs is the only answer. Exactly. Well, I shared a room with Dixie for three years. He's, yeah. you know, I still speak to him today. He's, he's good. he came over to the states last year we spent about eight days coaching together it was brilliant was, it, was that enough or were you, was it <laughs> no you know what he's quieting down he's only really? I don't know a bottle of Jack Daniels a night now I think. <laughs> <laughs> he's just took the ladies job hasn't yeah, he yeah no, yeah that. we've had the captain on, the, on this Have podcast yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah they love it him, yeah, yeah. Apparently, like sometimes he can give the hairdryer treatment. Yeah. Like he's he not... gives him a proper bollock. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I thought you meant the hair for them after the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's a, a, a lovely treatment. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a he's got the rollers and everything. It's like a spa. <laughs> a condition. <laughs> I can just imagine him, can't you? <laughs> Does all their How nails. How was your <laughs> Lovely sauna. How was your weekend? <laughs> <laughs> If you'd have thought like back then, how crazy must it have been like to think like when you were playing with Julian Dix that one day he would coach the ladies team? Can you imagine it? No, definitely not. But everything changes, doesn't it? You know, yeah. you, you can never say he wants to be involved in the game. You know, he's a yeah, great yeah. coach. And, and and to be honest with you, he shocked me when I watched him training the kids. He's, yeah. you know, he never listened to anyone, did he? Yeah, yeah. and he hated he, training. Yeah. He, I wouldn't say he hated training. He hated the way training was. Right. He did everything himself, you know. He'd have two mm. cans of coke before the game and <laughs> six bags of crisps and pork pies or whatever he did. 
and, 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 You'd never and, you know, know. <laughs> back in the day. Like I say, she had the room with him, and, and I would take, like, on a Friday on a way trip, so I would take, like, four cans of Guinness or whatever just to help me sleep. And I'd take him off a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> And he'd drink it and he'd be the best player the next day. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? It's amazing what that Jack Daniels can do for you. Who <laughs> got done? The Arsenal keeper got done, didn't he, for smoking in the showers? Really? Is that in the papers this How week? How do you keep That's your right, cigarette yeah. light in the shower? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you've got a really big nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, is that, a, that was a story this week, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Jack, Walsh, yeah, Jack Walsh has been done for smoking as well. Not in the showers, man. Yeah, That's the showers, a skill. Oh, right. It's only if it's in the showers that we're concerned. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, Chesney looks in bit of trouble there maybe he might lose his place and well. anyway that's Arsenal who cares yeah, yeah. I wish he'd look more trouble was there smoke? Was there I, I do a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. apart, apart from Bish who cares <laughs> was there many smokers back in the day Bish like uh, yeah there was a couple yeah I'm not yeah. going to snitch on it no no, no. I, I know it's your podcast but I'm not snitch on. a couple of them had a little little I was going to say a little puff then, but when just on, I know we you spoke about it last time, but when the Morley stuff came out, yeah. the other players like Dixie and all that stuff, did, what's their reaction to it? Well, they knew us, didn't they? Yeah. they knew yeah. us, didn't yeah. they? So it didn't matter. I mean, the fact is, if it wasn't for the dressing room we had, and that they know, you know, me family, and mm. you know, it, it's just, things like that are difficult to deal with. You know, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to go into that conversation. No, no. But Jed Evans is going to have a similar thing if he does yeah. come back. You know, it, it's going to be abuse, abuse, abuse mm. from everywhere of he course. goes. And, and for me, it was like, the, I don't think Trev de- dealt with it the way I dealt with it anyway. Mm. And, and it's his story. Yeah. At the end of the day, I wasn't there when it happened. I was with him earlier, but I wasn't there when it happened. And and I had the the papers come to me house offering me seventy five grand. I said, oh. I made up a story, shouldn't I? I said, yeah, I was. Yeah. Anyway. You're getting that for your book deal. I got the, <laughs> funding the film, <laughs> film development. I got the abuse anyway. I might as well have pocketed the 75 grand. But, you know, I, I, I remember being at Old Trafford. They, they, well, they hated me anyway, the Man City connection. Yeah. But when that happened, I couldn't let my mum and dad go to the game, you know? Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, probably my mum would have gotten a fight anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> I had to ban her for that. Uh, I, I remember... Uh, I showed my arse to the Stratford then. Yeah, yeah so, I yeah, told you. Yeah. yeah, it was it was good for me to get them back. But but I'd go up to them and, and blow kisses and yeah. and tell them I loved them. You know, yeah. so go, go, only when it was that's quite a nice ass. Yeah. That's yeah. nice yeah. ass. <laughs> so the thing I think about it is, I wonder whether the internet would have changed it. Do you know what I mean? Like, because that was like a wild rumor that was spread mouth to mouth. But if you had the internet, like maybe it would have got cleared up or something like it's that. It's still on it, there. Really, it's still yeah. on there. Which is it's uncomfortable now because you know when you're training kids or coaching yeah. kids. Yeah, of course. In the back of your mind, you're thinking, "What does the parent think?" Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. So, so it's a little bit difficult, and it's a it's a touchy subject, yeah. really. Yeah. But I remember once I'll, I'll divulge a little couple of stories. But <laughs> I remember once uh, I don't even know whether it was Gillingham away, and the ball going off for the throwing, and I, I ran over there and I was picking the ball. It wasn't a good idea for me to go near the fans anyway. Mm. So I was picking the ball up, and somebody shouted, "Where's Morley Bishop?" I went, he's at the front of the queue at your house waiting for your missus <laughs> while you're here. <laughs> and then all his mates started laughing at him and, and now he hated me even more than he so ran away and let someone else take the throw in. Yeah. <laughs> Is that great sledging one, isn't it, in cricket where the guy says, um, yeah, every time I shake why are you so fat? Yeah. <laughs> said, why are you so fat every time I shake wife gives me a biscuit? Talk, <laughs> talking of which, of players getting, of fans getting on players back, Nolan. Yeah, that's his... This- now, where when he came on against uh, Arsenal mm-hmm. 
and he's, there's been a lot since. There's, you get people around booing. You get a, like a short chorus of boos. There was, we had an argument actually with a guy behind us. In fact, Daniel, we sit at an argument with a guy behind us who was booing. Um, what is it like when you've got your own fans on your back? I've had it. I had really? it. Really? There was one game at home against Chelsea. Yeah. Um, we had a corner. I was on the edge of the box. It got cleared to sort of the right-hand side at the halfway line. And I've got there first. God knows how. I must have read it ill. <laughs> and uh, it was actually Zola closing me down. And Viali was inside. And I'm looking for Timmy Breaker just to give me an option down the line so I can roll it back to him and he can just pump it back in. Mm. And Timmy couldn't make his mind up whether he wanted to give me the option down the line and I'm facing my own goal right now or I'm looking for him to just nip inside Viali oh, and yeah. I can just play it square so he can still go forward and it was one of them caught between both yeah. that as I rolled it back he made the run inside and Zola broke squared it to Viali 1-0 down and every time I touched the ball I got booed by my own fans every time I touched it but I went out and, and I'm not just saying it now I was our best player that day yeah. I went I went and got the ball more now people would crumble normally but I yeah. went and got it more and I got booed every time that's yeah. it I mean that's the, as a fan you want to see if you're getting that kind of abuse you want to see the player get on the ball you know don't hide from the ball because it's easy to get the ball and give it to someone else so a lot of players can hide in games but yeah get the ball show what you can do you know what I mean and then that way you're answering your critics of course yeah I mean how can I fix it unless I do something right yeah that, that was the way I looked at it yeah but but I was natural wanted the ball all the time anyway yeah. Alvin used to tell me you come too deep you, you shouldn't come back so deep and help out you'll get something I don't care where I am yeah. I'm going to come back and help you and I want the ball because I've got faith in myself that I'll get us out of it but then we got to half time and I'd had, I, I swear to you before all these stats and percentages come in I wish they were there then because yeah. I know I had more of the ball than anybody and wanted the ball more than anybody it's mm. alright being one of them players that you know I've played with players who, who, who you've counted touched the ball 15 times in a game but because they haven't given away nobody notices if you win nobody notices that they haven't really been involved yeah. and back in them days if you won you was going to start the next game the same team mm. so it was a little bit different but I went in at half time and this was one of the cases where me and Ali fell out he went oh I'm going to make a tactical change even though I thought and, and anyone who played that day would probably tell you I was the best player on the field mm. he went Bish I went yeah that's about right isn't it for you I said I think you're a coward I said it's me the booing not you mm. I just threw my shirt down jumped in the bath didn't even watch the second half yeah. stayed in the bath come out like a prune by the way <laughs> had, a, had a smoke <laughs> <laughs> in the shower <laughs> couldn't do it in the bath mate. <laughs> and then after the game we won 3-2 yeah. after the game I went up to Harry shook his hand and went maybe you did the right thing yeah Mm. You know, you, you've got to be a man about everything. You know, so, you know, you, you can't have it your way every time. Yeah. He made the decision. The team won, which was the most important thing, and that's what I wanted. Mm. Players, I don't know. I mean, I th I think players are selfish today, but even back then, I think it was. Sometimes you actually felt when you were left out that you didn't want them to do well. There was that thing yeah. in your stomach that yeah. if they do well, I won't get back in. Yeah. And it was a desire to get back in and play again. You know, and I think players lose that with this rotation system today. Mm. I don't think the desire is there. I think they're really brittle today. They have a slightest little twinge. And because they rotate anyway, they'll stay out for a week yeah. or two weeks, you know. And yep. mm. it wasn't like that then. Somebody said it the other day about 
when people dive, when players dive. We didn't want, I think it was Jimmy Case actually, I watched them on Sky. You didn't want people to know you was hurt. You'd bounce straight back yeah, up, you know? Of course. You'd stop the ref from giving him a yellow card because you didn't want him sent off because you wanted to get your own back. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, you'd want him on yeah. there and so you could you'd catch yeah. him yourself. Yeah. It's different. And what, what about other players on the same team as you getting booed by fans? I'm thinking maybe like Lee Chapman, for example. <coughs> he, had, he had a bit of a tough time. What, what, have you seen any players react badly to it? Yeah, you, well, people hide and people, people mm. crumble, mm. you know, and you just want to go and help them. And, and I don't think Julian ever got, ever nah. got booed. But I remember playing Sheffield Wednesday away and uh, Dixie was getting tortured by Chris Waddle. I don't know, we lost that by a number of goals that day. I can't even remember so how many. 5 nil was it? Was 5 it nil, yeah, yeah, that's the one. And Dixie was getting tortured. So I was trying to do my job. And every time Waddle got the ball, I went and doubled up with Dixie. And <laughs> he made me look like an idiot as well. And Billy ended up yanking me off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that to Jules cheers cheers yeah. <laughs> mate what's your take on the, on the Nolan booing uh, I don't agree with it to be honest um, I think I think as fans you should you should support your club captain um, and I don't think what a lot of fans see is Kevin's influence behind the scenes and he's very influential he's a good guy he's really gelled that squad together and um, I think what people forget is he's done us a massive favour joining West Ham from Newcastle in the Premier League to the Championship West Ham then really galvanised the dressing room when it was at his lowest mm. ebb and um, and since then even even the other night Everton yeah he didn't he didn't play well and I think he'd be the first one to hold his hands up and say look I had a poor game yeah. you know he's quite an honest guy yeah um, I've been told that he actually he's a scouser that's why well that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he um, I was told that he, he'd been struggling a bit with the flu before the game and yeah. again like Bish says he, um, he, he didn't want to miss the game he wanted to play yeah. it was important to him it was on Merseyside against Everton you know in front of his family and yeah like I say didn't play well but I don't think we should um, we should jump on his back every time it's not helpful it's, and it's not only that but we've, we've come on so far this season to support the club you know like you say after the Arsenal game mm. fans cheering even though yeah. we'd lost you know, go back a year ago it was completely different and mm. I don't want to see us because we've slipped to seventh god that sounds terrible doesn't it um, I don't want to see us revert to that you know yeah. I think mm. we should get behind him and you know maybe maybe it's sensible for the next game just to uh, bring him on as a sub and yeah. I think he can play a good impact yeah. role but he's not finished definitely not finished Kevin Nolan he's, yeah. he's got a lot to offer to West Ham be it on the pitch or behind the scenes you're right it's because it's I mean we're, uh, we're big you know we've stuck mm. with him and with Sam actually generally because it's people are so quick as Bish mentioned <coughs> earlier they're so fickle to quickly quickly turn and I was looking at stats earlier so this time last year after 20 matches we were second bottom with 15 points we were out of the FA Cup thumped by Knott's Forest yep. uh, we got thumped <coughs> in the league semi against Man City sounds like one of my seasons mate. <laughs> <laughs> and in this season after 20 matches we're 32 points we're seventh we're four points off fourth and we drew away to Everton in the yeah, FA it's Cup it's a lot to look we forward to we drew away to Everton in the I, league we, won, yeah. 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 we would have celebrated that t- yeah. two minutes away from winning a game and, and then the other night you know you'd take a draw at uh, Goodison yeah. Park without that it was a good performance very good performance I think the substitutions I mean there was a couple I think were perhaps a bit too early Early. Mm. I would have kept Valencia on for another 10-15 minutes I think he was doing a good job up there I know that Sam sort of said he, he wasted an opportunity up front but I thought he worked his socks off a bit yeah. um, you know O'Brien was a bit too early I thought and mm. in the end he cost us you yeah. know that was a, a bad 
bad uh, defensive error from him. But, but it, it, it still shows the fact we bring on O'Brien still shows we're work in progress, doesn't mm. it? That we're still a club. We're not up yeah. there yet. We're kind of mm. we're punching Again, above our weight at a minute. Know, okay. we, you know, we're en route. We've still got players that are good but not quite you know but look we have to be careful as well we have to be careful as well because look you have a little bit of time in the sun right now you know the beginning Mm. of the season yeah that with Everton and Liverpool last season didn't it you know they they over overdid themselves sometimes it can be it can work against you now you've got to follow it up you know and and it's going to be different sides hopefully it's us this year and and let's say at worst we will be top 10 yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, let's say we're pushing for a Europa League that you know it's success top 10 is a success absolutely absolutely yeah. you know if you look now at, at the, the other end of the scale with Martinez at Everton yeah look at the problems they have now because it, it, it I related to when a team comes up you know some teams do it I think Norwich did it when he started well or Wigan did it where people don't grasp you yet and then the second season is the hardest one yeah so mm. when there's a new manager or like, like mm. with Everton comes in changes it a little bit does his own thing and then people get used to it. You can say that with Rodgers as well yeah, at Liverpool, you know, he, people have sussed him out a little bit this year and now he's got yeah. a sort of, right, we've got to start again and Liverpool have picked up. I mean, yeah, they've had a couple of uh, iffy results here and there but I'd say on the whole over the last couple of months they've yeah. played good football. Mm. And, and the thing is in football nowadays, I think, fans journalists whoever we're all quick to jump on negativity you know you can't win every game it's impossible it's like Martin is it baffles me how uh, he's gone from his manager was you know fantastic last season wonderful job at Everton now he's under pressure (laughs) you know how has that happened and even Everton fans like you know who who were like oh he's great give him a five year deal now they're like oh we'll get rid of him Same, same with West Ham fans as well I think you know, for me, you've got to keep Sam Allardyce at the club till mm. next season at least. Yeah. You've got to give people time. I mean, yeah. I even heard it because I've been up, I've been up north for the time I've been home to to be with family. Obviously, I haven't had a chance to get down and see any West Ham games. But the City fans, you know, you turn all up against Burnley and and then they draw two two. All of a sudden, some of them are getting on the back. You, you don't want one team to win every game every week and run away with the league. <laughs> You know, it's never going to be that. Don't care how good you are. Yeah, yeah. you're going to slip up. You're going to. That's the beauty of it all, isn't it? But like, there's always twists and turns in it. That's it. And then speaking to players, you know, they don't want to see managers get the sack either. I mean, you, no. you'd probably be the best one to answer this. But as a player, it's like, right, manager's been sacked, and I've got to prove myself all over again. You know, it changes the whole ethos, the whole environment around the club, the atmosphere. Yeah. And I'd say at the moment, West Ham, it's got a quite. A, tight-knitted group there you know mm, and yeah. it would be a shame to yeah. see that, that change I, I don't think it'll ever be any different if you're in there and you're playing and the manager likes you you won't want to go yeah. you know if you're not playing you, you're keeping quiet sitting in yeah. the corner thinking not that you can see this on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> fingers across yeah. <laughs> you must have gone through with City quite a few different managers like in no I didn't really? actually because uh, and, and, and I will say I was one of the luckiest players ever because mm. I never ever fell out with a manager I had my run-ins with Ari I had a little run-in with Joe Royal mm. because uh, well I don't know if we've got time to tell a story after but, <laughs> but, but uh, to, to respect them people like Howard Kendall who, who sold me twice mm. and the Man City fans gave him death threats I only found out because of Howard's book you know, really? and, um, yeah, yeah. He, he actually when I when I had me pub in Southport, I actually you going back to the Trevor thing. When I moved back from West Ham to Man City, I actually stayed away from Manchester because to protect me children. God, you know what I mean. Uh, I, I moved out to Southport, which I was driving an hour and fifteen 
Sorry. Cheers. I don't the time. Round yet. one. That's not last orders, is it? Everybody <laughs> <laughs> Well, just saying, when I bought my pub in Southport, uh, how would how actually. Sound effects. <laughs> I'll do the drinking, but. Oh, no expense spared, eh? <laughs> when, uh, when I had my pub, Howard came in to be pub. And I hadn't seen him, I spoke to him, one of his scouts was coming in, and he said, oh, I would just down and for me. I said, look, I'd love to see him, tell him to come in, mm. you know, buy him a drink. He came in about 11 o'clock one morning, I was, I was in the back doing the paperwork, well, a crossword or whatever it was, because I didn't know how to run the place properly, but <laughs> and my manager came in and said, oh, there's somebody to see you, and I went, oh, who is it? And my manager was an Everton fan, and I went, who is it? He went, and he couldn't speak, he went, it's, it's, I mean, who is it? He went, it's Howard Kendall. I went, oh, I'll be out in a minute. All right, so I came out, and he went, bish. I went, don't tell me. You've come to sell me to another pub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Before we wander too far from the Evan game and the Kevin Nolan chat, I thought, Matt, it'd be interesting to put to you, yep. the chairman's son, D- yeah. Dave Sullivan. I mean, he did some pretty vicious tweets about the performance <laughs> yeah. of Nolan. Not only that, the performance of Big Sam in selling Zarate yeah, and I keeping th- Nolan. I think any any fans who follow those those two young lads will, will know that they, uh, they're they big fans of Zerato aren't they and I think they was <laughs> yeah. most disappointed to see him go um, listen the way I look at it is those two boys they are boys you know mm. David Sullivan Jr is what 17 Jack what, 13 14 you mm. know they, you can't expect them to get things right uh, my personal opinion on it <coughs> I would say to them just to stay away from tweeting about West Ham. You know, but grown no, men are doing that, aren't they? Well, grown men are messing yeah, up on that, social media. That's it. Players. You know, we, we all make mistakes. They're all messing you know? up on. Yeah, yeah, of course. And and, and they're kids, so they, they're gonna. I mean, it was like Diego Poyo, wasn't it? When um, when he joined West Ham, someone had dug up those like tweets saying, "Oh, Andy tweets, Carroll, yeah. what like, he's useless." Da, da, da. Yeah. You know, and that was yeah. when he was sixteen, seventeen. It's come back to haunt him, and I think, I just think we need to sort of, you know, put our foot on the ball a little mm. bit and think, look, these these are kids, you know. They're saying, they're speaking. I don't know. I mean, I think it's kind of like one of those where they're trying to impress people, trying to go with a popular opinion, mm. and it's worked against them this time. I'm sure he would have had his knuckles wrapped. Um, he's probably grounded now, isn't he? Yeah. He won't be able to listen <laughs> to the podcast. But uh, just revised. But no, I mean, I don't think we should jump on him too much. It, from from my p- point of view as, as a journalist, it is a good story. Yeah. Um, you know, the owner's son having to go out the captain, but like I say. He's, they are kids yeah. so you need yeah. to kind of take that into consideration yeah. but yeah stay away from it lads. just yeah. uh, just for me just tweet saying well done or unlucky yeah. you don't yeah. have to go into the specific details yeah. and that goes for some of our, our supporters as well who, who yeah. tweet him all the time oh, what's the latest deal you know mm. I find that a bit embarrassing really like, yeah. you know they are good I, I lads they're nice lads as well they are, yeah, they're and good like, lads. what made laugh about all of that I think it was really silly didn't it but what about all of that and they are nice lads um, about all of that he like and then he tweeted, um, and this shows the level of some people on Twitter. He tweeted, um, "Oh, safe journey back to all the West Ham fans who went up there tonight." And someone uh, replied to him, "Yeah, what about the other ones who didn't go up there? We're yeah. fans too." Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Are you mental? Well, that's yeah, that's, safety. That's, 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 yeah, tr- that's the trouble with Twitter. You know, I get I get abused yeah. left, right, and centre over over silly minimal things. You know, and it you just got to ignore it. To be yeah. honest with you, yeah. you know, someone. I tweeted the other day, oh, Messi, uh, no, Moyes won Messi nil after the Barcelona game. Barcelona fans, you're an idiot. Well, it was a bit harsher than that, but, you know, you just got to like, brush yeah. it off, really. But, like I say, I think the main thing with, um, with with Sullivan boys is 
they are boys yeah so fans you just give them a bit of time don't yeah. ask them all the time what's happening because they can't give you all the answers mm. and while we're talking about social media Bish you're a big player in the Twitter sphere I wouldn't, uh, say, I wouldn't say big I wouldn't say big when I look at everyone else and they've got like 80 odd thousand I think I'm still at nine and a half really you got after any, this one after the after film this one. Exactly. Oh, yeah, after the so film the film and the book yeah. <laughs> oh, the book I'll blow everyone film. out the water then we all follow you anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and about five policemen <laughs> I'll probably and block you I'll probably block you the corners on me way just don't <laughs> slack the captain off <laughs> I, I don't and I'm sure like the, the owners of uh, had a pop at the sun at the time yeah. you know maybe yeah. taking this Ferrari off him for a week or something <laughs> <laughs> do you wish you had Twitter back in your playing days or I don't know mate because I'm looking at it now some days I, I got some dogs abuse when I first went on it from Man mm. United fans mainly about five or six of them five yeah. or six of them mm. and then it stopped but it, for me it, I'm getting back in touch with all my mates yeah. you know yeah. it's, it's it's awkward for me because I, I live the other side of well Five thousand miles away, whatever mm. it is. So I don't get to see me mates. It's like when I come home now, I feel a little bad. I feel blessed that I've got so many friends, mm. but I feel bad that I don't get to see everybody when I get yeah. home. You know. So, but at least we can communicate on there. Yeah, Whereas yeah. before, where it's yeah, I'll ring you, and then you ring for the first couple of months, and then it goes to six months, and then yeah, it's a year and whatever. Yeah. But I mean, the thing with me and I tried to make the point before I never left the club on bad terms Yeah, I always had tons of friends in the dressing rooms they could have been the drinkers they could have been the non-drinkers mm. I don't think I ever had an enemy in the dressing room you know and mm. and I feel blessed that it was like that I never mm. had a hatred for anybody managers, players anything you know mm. always try to be the one to try and gel the groups together mm. whether they because you know what it's like I mean back in the day especially when we were young like the the drinkers and the non-drinkers didn't mix yeah you know it was always sort of oh, weirdo <laughs> <laughs> you're well, not on a point weirdo other. you're <laughs> drinking weirdo you're not drinking weirdo I've the circle of life <clears throat> funny um, let's touch on Alex Song because he's uh, he's retired from international football to rebuild his career yeah I think this one stems from the World Cup um, he got sent off didn't he against Croatia and there was a big falling out with the, with the management team it's worked in our favour I mean I'm, I'm personally delighted that he's going to yeah. be with us you know yeah. he's, he's, he's a big it's almost like a new signing yeah. um, and I hope that he sticks around the end of the season. Yeah. 20 million pound player, isn't he? Yeah, he looks at Rolls Royce. What do you make of him? Yeah, somebody tweeted me the other day and said, I'm sorry, Bish, but you're now my second favourite all time midfield player for West Ham. I'm thinking, okay, nine years, 300 games. He's been here how long? But fair enough. Yeah. But fair enough. I don't mind being second to a player. You did wear one yellow boot and one pink boot, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I couldn't have gone with the pink back in my day. Yeah. Long hair was bad enough in the rumours, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'd have had two left feet anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the fact is, is that I my reply was the fact that the club are attracting players like that. I don't mm. mind playing yeah. second fiddle, you know. Yeah. It's for me. It's the club growing. Yeah. And if we can, you know, attract players of that standard, I'm happy. Yeah. It must be when I when I play at a very high standard. Uh, Saturday afternoon sometimes. Um, <laughs> very high standard. Um, uh, what, inst- get- what instrument is that? <laughs> So, well, FIFA. So yeah, FIFA. <laughs> it's like when you when a player who plays who you know is really good and he'll turn up one Saturday with his boots and you'll be like, brilliant. 
this yeah. guy's here. That's what it must be like having a song in the team. <laughs> With like the confidence you get from. I thought you were going to say it's like me coming in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> and that you step, you step up your game. <laughs> we're rubbish, but at least we've got Bish tonight yeah. <laughs> to cover us. To cover Is that you know who's a player that you've had coming in the team? Where you've gone, oh right, we've we, you know we've turned the corner here. We've got we've got some real class. Um, but you can say boogers if you want. <laughs> he might hear you from his caravan <laughs> being uh, I, think, I think of them all maybe Slav and Bilic really that's interesting I'd never yeah. have guessed you had said that mm. maybe Slav and Bilic but I, I mean there's a lot of reasons actually I, I was very good friends with him yeah. you know, I thought he was quality when, in everything he did he's a proper gentleman he knew how to enjoy himself he was an intelligent man mm. Played a guitar and you know, he, he, no, honestly, he had every yeah. ability as well. Do you see him as a future West Ham manager? I, I, I yeah, I mean, I, I think that the point came up before Sam got the job, and I, I thought, and when there was rumours that Sam was going to go, but mm. I, I think he's an ideal person for for a club like West Ham. Mm. Mm. And I've watched the teams that he manages, and he, he likes to play football, you know. And mm. uh, I just know, I, I just think he's he's one of them people I really respect. Mm. Do you still stay in touch with him? Have you been? You know what? Uh, I've just come away from from uh, meeting somebody before that has his number, yeah, right. and I hadn't. Me, me going to the states sort of took me out yeah. the spectrum a little bit, you know. Um, initially, I wanted to. I wanted to do it for that reason. I left. Mm. I didn't like the way football was at the time. Mm. I didn't like the the background of it, the coaching side of it, mm. people stabbing each other in the back at the time. I wasn't overly impressed with the jobs for the boys thing. Mm. And I just thought I'd get away from it. Yeah. And I'd, I'd had the sample of playing in the States and I thought, you know what? I'm going to get away. Mm. And I, I stopped actually watching it for about two, three years. And it wasn't until the kids that I was coaching got serious and was asking me questions about players in the Premier League that I had to come back and focus on mm. it again. And it's the best thing I did because I watch every single game now. I record every game. We get more games in the States than you do here on the yeah. telly. Mm. We get the three o'clock games as yeah. well. Like, mm. Well, the three o'clock here, but like eight in the morning there. Mm. Have they embraced the game over there, Bishop? Yeah, big time, yeah. Mm. Big time. I mean, I mean, it's typical America. It's not as big as it looks from here. You know, I, I see America as a bit like Disney World. You know, it's it's this big facade. Mm. Or yeah, you, sometimes I, I mean, you can relate it to the houses there. It looks like concrete, but you can probably poke your finger through it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's for them. It's got to look good first before it stabilizes. They're taking mm. their time. It's not growing as fast as people think it is, but it is growing. You got the likes of Seattle getting fifty-two thousand every game. You wow. got Portland. Seattle and Portland are the are the closest to English fans. Right. Mm. They're out there making an atmosphere for their yeah. teams, you know. But mm. but as far as the MLS itself goes, you know, you can have one or two big stars, but they're still pulling players from Honduras and yeah. uh, second division in like Venezuela or Paraguay mm. until it actually they restructure it all yeah it, it is taking off and it's great for us and, and great for the people there the kids have something to look to now yeah. whereas they didn't before you know i've been there coaching it nine ten years mm. whereas the kids here especially when they're involved in a club they look to the first team and go that's what i want to be that's yeah. who i want to be and it's it's not there yet 
We and should we should talk actually about there's a, another certain scouser who's emigrating to the United States, Steve Gerrard. What do you think he'll make of it? It's because he's been embedded in that kind of Merseyside his whole well, career, and then can't you know, you see yeah. scousers living a Hollywood life. Yeah. <laughs> Steven Gerrard in LA is bizarre. He's, can you imagine yeah. it? But he's he's going to go up a notch, isn't he? He's yeah. going to have Bentley wheel yeah. trims. He can steal now. I reckon he'll get one of those. Um, <laughs> he'll get one of those umbrella hats. <laughs> <laughs> Walking around. But but also, I mean, New York City will yep. be involved next year has there been any contact from them at all no no yeah. actually to tell you the truth I'm blackballed by the MLS the MLS oh, yeah. the MLS prematurely retired me alright I went over there played for Miami and after one season they folded the club and out of they folded us in Tampa and out of 40 players there was 20 on our roster 20 on theirs out of 40 players 39 got placed in other clubs on cut, cut wages and I was supposed to I took a 50% cut to go and sign there and the promise to me was you do okay because I was 35, 36 if you do okay we can prove you fit the problem was I think Lothar Mateus had gone to before me got a million dollars a year and played two games got mm. injured and sat there and just coined it yeah. and I, I don't want to miss games anyway didn't like missing training mm. so I went yeah okay of course I'll prove myself I've just been playing the Premier League with Man City Yeah. you know I got off two good deals in the second division first division whatever it was then by Barnsley and Sheffield Wednesday for more money and I took a 50% cut to say after one season they'll double my wages and after one season they pulled a plug on the club yep. my coach went up to DC and went uh, I'd love you to come here there was about six other teams wanting me to go there my coach went I'd love you to come here at DC just before Gaza was out there for a, a week or so he went for mm. it, two weeks whatever Um but he said, look, the salary cap's already gone. I can only give you this much. I went, look. He, he said, but I promise you next season. I said, you promised me that last season. Yeah. I ended up I ended up getting in touch with a guy called John Kerr. And we fought for the players' union because I didn't think it was right what they did to mm. all the players. Yeah. There was a kid on 18 grand a year. He had two kids. He was only 22. Right. He had two kids. And he had to go to LA and take a pay cut. I'm like, this isn't right. Yeah. So I fought for the players' union. And they resented the fact that I did that. Yeah. And they still hold a grudge today. Really? I remember Stevie wow. Nichol and Colin Clark, Frank Yallop, they were all coaching out there at the time. They'd phone me up and said, we want you to come and play for us. And then a week later, they phoned me and go, we can't touch you. God. So I'm blackballed. Interesting. I'm wow. blackballed. Otherwise, I probably would have been coaching there for the last 10 years. Yeah. What about punditry? Have you been offered any punditry? You know what? I haven't. I haven't. My life's been so... Uh, I've had things happen in my personal life with my mm. family that, you know, uh, nothing bad bad drastic nobody's mm. died on anything you know what I mean but I haven't been able to commit to anything right right I've got other issues here that I've mm. got to fix and I've still got to fix two and a half years later but mm. I, it would be easy to go the thing is that when it when it happened a little while back when Warren Barton was doing Fox Soccer and mm. uh, the the goal TV was down in Miami but it was all Spanish and now it's being sports where there's a few people on that I might when I go back I might try and get into because yeah. I'd love to do all that Yeah, I did all yeah. that when I finished playing here I did the radio for Man City and, and stuff and it was strange really because when I say about I didn't see it through sky blue glasses so when you do the phone-ins and that 
and the fans are having a go because you're having a pop at somebody yeah. you think doesn't care I remember Nic- Nicholas and Elke scoring a hat-trick and not even smiling <laughs> what is wrong with you yeah. you know and I just made the point of it yeah. do you not enjoy being out there yeah. doing the best job well, in the like world it was like the other week uh, on Saturday wasn't it he yeah. scored four against Gateshead and didn't celebrate any of them you know he yeah. said he was being professional uh, uh, right so he got a history with Gateshead yeah <laughs> I mean come on <laughs> big fan um, well we should talk about interesting you mentioned Slavin Bilic there because he's got a lot in common with Winston Reid who we're going to talk about now in that he let his contract run out and then leave and that seems that 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 is what Winston Reid is going to do. I'm interested in, like, around Slavin Bilic, how much did the players know about his intentions to leave and let his contract run out? Does he tell other, would you um, tell other people? Well, look, when it's like that, either the club step up mm. and pay him what he thinks he's worth, or he's, it's going to be a Mexican standoff, isn't it? Mm. Agents ran it then, didn't he? You know, it was like, okay, players never really knew nothing. It was the club and the agent at the time, mm. knew before you. So, He's probably been had a little whisper that if he goes somewhere else, isn't it? It's a big mm. club, isn't it? Mm. You know, if he goes somewhere else, he's going to get a better deal. Then it's up to the club where he's at if they want him enough, or if they have the funding, can they make him stay? Mm. You know, it's like any job. If you're mm. a bricklayer and you're getting four hundred quid a week here, and somebody yeah. offers you six hundred quid a week over there, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. Quite right. I think it's yeah. too far for Winston Reid. I think, you know, this, uh, the first part is why should he be loyal to West Ham? You know, if yeah. if, if Arsenal or another club like that are purportedly offering him more money, uh, and the other aspect is why would he want to leave when you've got the Olympic Stadium around the corner and mm. he's a he's a favourite with West Ham fans. Yeah, I thought I found it bizarre um, last week when when Sam came out in the press conference and said, you know, well, it looks like he's got no future. I, f- I think he he didn't mean to say that because for me, he killed him really. Yeah, um, you know, it was, it was a bizarre thing to do ahead of a the Everton Cup tie, yeah. and then last in which he played brilliantly. He did. He yeah. had a really good game. Um, um, and then after the game on, on Tuesday night Sam said well you know the ball's in his court now and we're still hopeful so I think he, he kind of had to make that U-turn but mm. I think the first um, part from Sam was the biggest indicator that Winston Reid won't be at West Ham next season mm. have, you heard, have you heard where he might be going is it Spurs or Arsenal I don't think it's Tottenham mm. no I mean I think from you know I'm not saying this is concrete but Arsenal Appear to be interested mm. so it's one of those that listen these things change all the time you know you'll have offers there's contracts written even and they could change at the last minute so I don't mm. think he's, he's a goner yet there's still mm. time well I can, I can tell you the flip side of that yeah obviously I've got stories for everything but <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, I'm not even going to mention the manager but there was him and another fella and uh, I was in contract talks when we were in Germany pre-season and I knew for a fact that Forrest had come in for me a couple of times with Cluffy and QPR had made a couple of deals. I don't know whether it was Ray Wilkins or Jerry mm. Francis at the time. And I never entertained it because I never wanted to leave West Ham. Mm. And then when my contract was up, I sat down in Germany talking talking money. Mm. And I wasn't talking stupid money. Mm. I was saying, just put me in line, honestly, mm. with what you feel. I don't care what other people get. If I'm mm. happy with my deal, I don't care what he gets or mm. he gets, you know? And I I made a statement to say, look, I've had offers to leave this club mm. for more money and I haven't because I want to be here. And the manager said, well, that's your own fault. <laughs> oh, God. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happens. Yeah. That manager sounds a bit of a wheeler dealer. 
It was Boise off Holyfield and Horses. <laughs> it was Ray Winston. <laughs> it was like um, with Bellamy, wasn't it? Yeah. Where, where the club, the club came with Craig Bellamy. The club came out saying he wanted yep. to leave and wasn't training all of that. And in, in essence, the club had sold him already mm. to Tottenham or Man City and told yeah. you have to go. Don't come to training. Yeah. And then spun it so it was all so on he him. Wanted to go, yeah. yeah. And he came out in his yeah. book, didn't he? So he, like, he was happy at West Ham. He wanted to stay, and mm. they stitched him up. It's the time of year for that, you know. Manchester City last week were saying, "Oh no, 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 we're definitely not in for Boney." And you know, by the time this podcast out, he'll be a Manchester City player. So it's, that's that's what happens in football these days. Yeah, and any day really. It's always been like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Did you do you have any like approaches for Bosman, like to to leave at the end of the contract at this time of year? No, I didn't. Mm. I, I never thought about it to be honest. Well, that time, mm. me, me contract. Yeah, well, yeah. My contract was up then. Yeah. Uh, it was coming to an end, and, you know, I just wanted to re sign and be with the club. And, and honestly, to tell you the truth, I would never have left mm. if it wasn't Man City. Mm. And I wasn't in a situation where I was in that um, that last season. Um, I was nine years. Mm. I, I would have got, got a testimonial. I was off for another year, yeah, and a testimonial. Oh. But, but Harry had had me on the bench 23 games. He'd had me on the bench and I got on the field three times. Mm. And for me, it was about playing football. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to a club that was on its way down to the third mm. tier of English football. And I could have sat, sat it out yeah. and earned, let's say, a fortune. I would have earned a massive amount tax free mm. from my testimonial year. Yeah. But it was about playing football. Yeah. You know, I, I played 700 times. You don't play 700 games if you're not committed to playing and training. Yeah. I, I mean this is half of the time the fans don't get to hear the truth you know that's right Yeah. Uh, and and I played one season I don't know it was 94 it was the year the boys went to Australia at the end of the season I played six months with a double hernia mm. fans don't hear that you know what I mean all because I didn't want to miss a game didn't want to miss training unfortunately for that six months I did miss training I had to because mm. I played a game on a Saturday I couldn't get out of bed on a Sunday because I couldn't sit up I couldn't put my own shoes and socks on my missus mm. had to dress me she's done that <laughs> <laughs> that's, like that's, like anyway, yeah. that's like a Craig David song <laughs> so yeah uh, I wouldn't really train till till the Friday and mm. that would just be a jog and then yeah. I'd play the game again unless yeah. we had a midweek game and that was for six months because Harry had said to me look we can't do without you I waited for that six months I had the well, this is the gutting part. I had the operation and missed the trip to Australia. So. Oh, yeah. It's all right. I would have got arrested with the other boys. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it wasn't the best trip by all accounts. And I, I still took the blame for it. I did something get right? They got arrested. No, they fair. didn't. I don't think they did. No, <laughs> no I think Ari, Ari didn't go with them, but he had to fly out because of what was going on. Ah, Wait oh, for well. the film. Yeah. <laughs> I still took the blame for it. Even though it wasn't there. That'll be the end of Act 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we should probably touch on season ticket news because this is quite quite recent. So there's a five percent increase next year for adults for the final season at Berlin. There's a waiting list going into thousands. The renewal window has been brought forward to April, but you have to pay seventy five pounds uh, to to secure your seat. It's a deposit to pay your deposit. So I mean, I when I heard this, my instinct was, well, okay, fair enough. It's the it's the last season. It's a bit special. I understand why they might want to charge a bit more. Obviously, I expected them to charge a bit more, and I thought there'd be some sort of you know you might pay a bit extra in terms of deposit to secure it but there seems to be more of a kind of more of a reaction for 
um, from fans that they were un- not expecting this. Yeah, they said, so Cameron Brady said that that works out, it's 5% more, so it works out uh, £1.58 uh, £1. per ticket for band four and £2.37 per ticket for band one. Yeah. I think the main issue is that they brought the deadline date and forward. Yeah. Mate, is, is that right? So it's the oh, end of May. Oh, so you oh, have oh, to pay the full season ticket by the end of May, otherwise... By the end of May, yeah. Whereas pre- previously, it's, um, you know, previously it's, it's, been, it's been like the first or two weeks second week of June mm. you know so there are a lot of fans who are put out by this you know you've got to remember there are supporters who haven't got the money for, for £75 giveaway mm. right now and they're worried that they might lose their seat for what is the biggest season mm. that they've ever had at, at Upton Park it's the final year they mm. don't want to miss that yeah. so you can completely understand their, their reaction to it the initial reaction anyway but you know I was one of those who at first I thought look this is quite unreasonable mm. to ask for £75 before saying right here's how much you've got to pay you know yeah. and it's non-refundable as well they should have said here's what the prices are yeah. and you've got to pay this you know but there are finance options available because some supporters pay by finance yeah I did does, you know? does it, does it come off the total cost yeah, yeah it does oh, you don't yeah. lose it yeah. well, unless I mean, you, that's, that's, yeah. that's not a problem yeah. you know that's unless great you choose in a way. not to have seasons again yeah. but my point is is there have been supporters who've been there for 10, 20, 30, even more years than that. They should be treated a lot better to say, look, yeah. if you don't pay, That's you're fair. out. You yeah. know, because just because someone's signed up for a waiting list and paid a tenner, you know, how does that make them yeah. give them more yeah. entitlement to that seat that that person's had for 10, 20 it's, years? It's the wording, isn't it? Yeah. It's the wording that that's, that's tripped them over it. Like because cause in essence, is <laughs> in essence, yeah. there is, you know, a real logic behind it all. Um, I was speaking to you before about it but um, West Ham's ticket office is not a big department we're not talking a department on the the scale of Arsenal's Man United's Liverpool's there's a small scale staff there and they're they're working with you know um, limited um, Resources. resources and they've got a limited amount of time to ensure that they've got the right amount of people in there for next season because they could sell that uh, stadium over next season with 30,000 season, season ticket holders yeah. they can't do that because they like to save it over for, for sales pre-sales for yeah. members kids etc so there is a logic behind it um, and I think they should have just been a little bit more clearer about that mm. um, so these are all plans to gear up the final season at the Bolin Ian you, I mean that is for me anyway your spiritual home how, how, what's your emotions as we <laughs> kind of approach the end See, see, I'm, I'm obviously being old school, you know. Um, it's sad, isn't it? Yeah. Tell you the truth, you know. Yeah. Uh, look, I have it with me missus when we sell our house. The house, she'll yeah. go back and stalk it. She'll drive, <laughs> drive round it. She'll drive round if she's in the vicinity. She'll make yeah. sure she goes. Look, the, your memories, your memories will be with you forever, won't they? Yeah, yeah. quite right. Um, you never take it away from the people that have been there that have sampled it mm. I don't think there'll ever be an atmosphere like a midweek game at Upton Park yeah you know you can go out and play at every stadium play at every ground I don't think there's an atmosphere like that on a midweek mm. on a night game I don't think and I've said it before I don't think we, we lost many games because yeah. of that yeah it, it's, I mean even I'll tell you the truth coming back and seeing the change in the stadium when there was a couple of new stands built mm. it took away that that closeness that yeah, we had anyway yeah. so for me it's been done in installments yeah I don't think it has the same feel as it used to but it still generates that great atmosphere mm. and it must have been I have, like I said I've been in the States I haven't been to many games it must have been brilliant over there when the team are doing 
film well. Yeah, yeah. I, I live, li- I live for Man City this season. Yeah. I've been, at, it's been outstanding, yeah. like um, old school atmosphere. They've, they've been cup final atmospheres. Yeah. and you know, it's even the proper. players have been taken aback by it. You know, yeah, having speaking really. to them this season, oh, really? they're like, wow, you know, it's, it's something else. It's buzzing. It, it's like you know, like Bish says, it's, it's almost like a twelfth man, isn't it? You know, yeah, it is. Yeah. You sort of turn up on a Wednesday night under the floodlights, special atmosphere. Yeah, you, you talked earlier about having a fear of going anywhere. We never had any sort of fear whatsoever about teams <laughs> coming to us. Yeah. It didn't matter where we was in the table. Yeah. You know, bring them on, bring Man United in their heyday, bring Blackburn when they won the title. We mm. won't we beat them that year. Yeah. You know, bring your Liverpools mm. and, and Arsenal's whatever. It was it was that thing you you were home and 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 I never warmed up on the field beforehand. I stayed inside because I didn't want to dilute the feeling I had mm. when I walked out and that noise. Mm. You know, so I warmed up on my own inside. Really, everybody went out. I didn't want it slowly filtering in, and you, and you, you know, I think you would have lost that that feeling when mm. you came out. You know, it's it's a special place. It really is, honest to God. Um, it wasn't just that. It wasn't just the stadium itself. It was the people that were there. Mm. We've been known as a family club. I think when it gets more commercial and you know it's more hospitality and mm. yeah. uh, and what have you, it, it sort of you know it takes it away from what it was. But everything moves on, and you know you have the memories with you, don't you? Feelings. Mm. I agree. I mean, I'll, I'll miss it dearly. You know, I'll miss my routine of you know going for a drink before the game and after the game. The people sitting near me. But this is the right move for West Ham United. You know, this is an upwards move. It's going to be one of the best stadiums in the world. Um, players will want to play there, and it's it's down to us, the fans, to generate that atmosphere. Yeah. You know, and I hope that you know I'm actually going to visit the conservation centre soon that West Ham have got at Stratford, um, and I think more plans will be revealed in the, in the coming weeks about mm. you know how the stadium and this that and the other. Um, I think what you find on mate, it's a two way street, isn't it? Yeah, of course about it is, the fans yeah. generating it. The players, it's the players after yeah, and the yeah. players after the, the players you know, massage worried. that and, and, yeah. and make it happen by what they do on the And field. that's what I was at, I had a chat with James Tonkins before Christmas and I said to him, you know, atmosphere's been unbelievable. Tonkins has been at the club since he was eight years old, so mm. you know, he, he knows exactly what it means. And he said, Look, yeah, fantastic, you can't complain. However, it's down to us at the end of the day to produce those results to get people excited. Yeah. 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 Know, and Teddy Sheringham said the same thing when I spoke to him. He was mm. he he was, you know, yeah, brilliant, but he's been in situations where he's been at clubs and players have said, Oh, the fans are not great here. Well, he's turned around and said, Well, it's us down to us to make the fans <laughs> yeah, great, you know. Exactly. It's, yeah, yeah. Can't can't just change fans, you know, they they're entitled yeah. to have a pop, have a moment. Yeah, yeah. It's the players like Bish says, mm. you've got to go out there, show willingness, show a bit of desire, yeah. pull yeah. the sleeves up and, and give it a good go. Do yeah. your best. Yeah. yeah. The main West Ham's one of them clubs where the fans will appreciate Of course you. they will, yeah. 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 The main issue has been the the hammerettes going. <laughs> Well, that's for you. That's your main issue. Sorry, I thought that's you said. I thought you said hammerhead. Well, I was like, what? Hammerhead. Hang on a minute. Did you, did you have an audition? <laughs> I, was like, I got down to the last two thousand. <laughs> Bish, did you ever see the hammerheads perform? Or were you getting a? No. You missed the so You missed. You missed out. No, I'll tell you what. I think it did towards the end. But I don't think back then the standard was that good. Tell you. <laughs> I don't really, it wasn't recently. <laughs> I think it was just the initial. <laughs> I, think, I think Bella Emberg was one yeah. of them at the time. That's why I move a stand back. You can't see them up close. Yeah, from the upper tier, they're great. <laughs> um, let's close on predictions. So we've got Swansea away and then under the lights uh, for Evan at home in the replay. Um, 
Ian, what do you what what your what your thoughts? I've already on predicted yeah. one each at Swansea. One each at Swansea, really? Yeah. Okay. And I think we'll beat Everton in the replay. Really? Mm. In, in within ninety minutes? Yeah. Wow. I think it'll be a two 0 Let's go back to the Everton in the quarters of the FA Cup that yeah. night. Oh yeah. When we were second division, they were up there, and it was Howard Kendall. Yeah. Yeah, and we beat them two one, I think. Was that that was uh, Colin Foster and Stuart Slater? Chopper, yeah. Mm. I'll, I'll take a draw at Swansea. <laughs> I'll take a draw at Swansea, but I actually think without Boney, um, I think they're there for the taking. I think we can do a job on them. Nick a one nil, and um, Everton in the cup. Yeah, I expect us to beat them two two one. Maybe I think it'd be a good game. It'd be a tight game. Yeah. And the other thing to touch on, it could be the last ever FA Cup game at Upton Park. Yeah, that's it. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Ah. I mean, god, we, I we're going for a lot of that other day. Uh, there's I mean. a lot of ifs, you know. There's, you know, <laughs> oh but it, potentially. So yeah. let's enjoy it. Don't put any more pressure. I'll, I'll be, <laughs> Jesus. I'll be in Austria watching it from the Alps somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I well, who knows? <laughs> I'm really excited by the FA Cup. I was gutted yeah. the other night. Um, I'd love a good cup run. That's thrown you now, isn't it? That's, yeah, he's yeah. just thrown you now. Yeah. So yeah. It could be the last time. goosebumps when we were talking about He's it. crying. <laughs> you can't see it, but he's <laughs> got teeth welling up. Look at him. I've gone. Um, what's it like playing? <laughs> FA Cup run. Is that still, you know, how important was that to you? Well, guys? for me, I, I just, it's the biggest cup competition in the world, isn't it? I, See, it started with the the Littlewoods Cup or the Milk Cup or the, whatever it, it was called, and then managers started disrespecting it and yeah. playing the second mm. teams. And it happened with the FA Cup. How can you do that to the FA Cup? I think this year's changed though. I mean, looking at the third round ties, even like your Man United and all that, they've all picked strong sides. Yeah. West Ham was the strongest side available yeah. on Tuesday night. Yeah, and I think we'll have a stronger team next Tuesday yeah. because you'll have Song back in Carol hopefully mm. providing they don't pick up knocks on yeah. Saturday so Carol is a song isn't it <laughs> oh uh-huh. yep, there we go still feeling a bit festive over there <laughs> there you go um, I loved watching oh, sorry just talk about the FA Cup for a bit longer also for our younger listeners the Milk Cup is what the League Cup used to be called Liverpool Wimbledon was wicked because yeah. a proper like tiny yeah. stadium, a what, fossil, exactly, cracking yeah. match. It, it wouldn't like, make good teams out. Benoit, the big boy. <laughs> the big I, actually, I actually seen him because I got a friend who, who you should sign him. Gillingham. <laughs> yeah, I, you know I don't know. I haven't seen him play that often, but I mean when you when you t- see him on Soccer AM as well, he's obviously doing a job, isn't he? Yeah. He does a job, scores goals. Yeah, eats uh, a pie. Seems like a good. <laughs> Seems like a good fella as well, to be honest with you. He weighs 16 stone, but most... That is muscle, isn't it? I, mean, I, didn't really I, I just, I just think, I just think what he'd be like with Lou McCarty, because when Lou signed me, he told me I was overweight. <laughs> and I was like, hold on a minute. He went... And he, he related most things to ho- horses. Yeah. And he went, if a, if a horse has an extra pound, it's a length. <laughs> and I'm like, well, hold on a minute, because he took us all to a, a health farm. <laughs> all the fatties turned it down. And then it ended up Georgie Paris, Frankie Mack, me and Trevor. And uh, after a couple of nights, it was around a time where the Swindon thing was happening with the chairman and what have you, you know. Mm, yeah. And I think Lou was still mixed up in all that. And uh, Frank went out, he said he had a business meeting, he come back with a McDonald's at him. <laughs> <laughs> and we were, we, were eating, we were eating apples and lettuce. We were eating apples and lettuce. We actually paid £10 to buy a packet of biscuits off these two women. <laughs> It was frightening. I'll tell you, the, the last night, it was like, um, there was a pub, like the driveway to this, uh, it was in, where was it? I can't remember where the 
Uh, it'll come back to me. But it was like a mile-long driveway. But at the end of the driveway, there was a pub. And we knew because we did the run every morning, six in the morning, mm. you know, for however long we were there. <laughs> so this last night we've gone. I'll tell you what we did. Lou had a toothache and um, he made the mistake of telling us. For some reason, they had a hypnotist come in and, like, do a show for the whole people who's at the health farm, you know? It was in Hitchin. I don't know if you remember what it was called, but the health farm was in Hitchin. It's all going to come back slowly. Not the Grove. <laughs> as I, as the, I get back into that frame of mind. the Grove man. up near Watford? No, it wasn't. Uh, it was definitely in Hitchin. Yeah. Uh, uh, Henlow Grange. Right. Henlow Grange, yeah. I knew it would come back, see? I haven't got answers. <laughs> and anyway, so they had the, the hypnotist in, and he, he, he'd said, like, we were all sort of standing at the back, and the people from the health farm were sitting down. He's gone, has anyone got any ailments? And we looked, and Lou had told us about his toothache. We went, he's got a toothache. <laughs> Lou's gone, no, I haven't. <laughs> he goes, yeah, he has, honest. He's been in agony all day. So what they did, he, he brought Lou up to the front, and he sat him down. And I don't know if that's right when they put you out, whether you're really gone or not, but he sort of hypnotised him. As soon as Lou went off, we snuck out. <laughs> <laughs> we walked a mile up the driveway, went to the pub, and it was like... Pub was sort of shutting about half eleven. We was going. I think we better get back. We'd be in trouble. We were running at six in the morning. We knew Lou had been on the phone about the the Swindon thing, and we didn't know what what was happening. But we thought, oh, you know, if we go back now, he may be expecting us. Let's stay out a little bit later. Is there a stay behind? So the fellas and there was a few people from there. Like, yeah, there's a stay behind. We stayed out till about four in the morning. Oh, jeez. Right. We got back. Literally got in bed. Got undressed, got in bed, got out the other side of the bed, <laughs> put our kit on, <laughs> went, up, went down to go for the run, and the fella said, oh, you, your manager went home last night. <laughs> it was like, yes, went back to bed. <laughs> we, had, um, we had Frank McAvenny do our end of season awards. Uh, and every, every one of the stories he told us ends up with and then I'm in, the, in a hotel room with a pastry girl <laughs> and he's like every story the only difference in each story is there's either one pastry girl or two pastry girls <laughs> But, well, if you let me tell my story, no, it didn't happen. <laughs> Page four. <laughs> yeah. Four, five, and six. <laughs> um, no, we're going to win them both. Yeah. Good. Come Fingers back. crossed. I'm still rocking from what Massa. They could be the last FA Cup game. God, the end is so the end is so nigh, isn't it? Yeah. God. Uh, but uh, keep the faith. I'm, I'm keeping the faith. I think we're going to beat Swansea away, and I'm looking forward to that Everton game. I think we're going to do that as well. Yep. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Ian, it's a pleasure to have you in the flesh and follow up on your with your second appearance. We, we did, we did say it'd be nice to come down and do it. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. Yeah. we want to get you awards. Yeah, the we, yeah. I mean, that's the dream. Over. That's the dream because the the crowd will go wild. Well, wild, I, I'm yeah. actually I'm actually going to be coming back and forth a little bit more often yeah. this year with things Fantastic. I've got to do anyway. So, well, and um, also, you know, we've got to out your movie deal now with Irvin Welsh. We'll, we're, we're we'll yeah, get that going. Yeah. I really, you know what? Get it out there. Let yeah. people treat. Find somebody who wants to who wants to make the film. Can we be extra? Will this scene be? It's a pivotal scene in the film. Yeah. This is over the credits. I'm played by. <laughs> I'm played by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> you can be Martin Lawrence no, no, from Big Mama's House. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in character. <laughs> no, I think that's a great idea. Well, you know, first appearance got the books rolling, and then hopefully second appearance got the movie going. I think there you go. We'll, bro- we'll broker that. There you go. Third appearance, world domination. Uh, yeah, I know. what's yeah. left. Uh, Matt thank you very much for joining us it's been great it's been great to catch up with you guys yeah. pleasure to be with Bish as well yeah an absolute honour James thank you very much great we should Over actually we should wrap had a through, lovely we time should, we should wrap through from Twitter <laughs> so James is on Twitter at long as one long as one 
Matt, you're on Twitter at, at Matty Lawless. I've got a blue tick now as well, so it's definitely oh, you're me. You're verified. Yeah. How do you get one of them? I can't. I've tried to get one. I don't know how. I can't reveal that, mate. But, still, uh, <laughs> I'll tell I'm still you useless. The real Matty Lawless, <laughs> the official. And Ian, you're on uh, Bish Blue Hammer. Bish Blue Hammer. I'll get you a blue tick. Bish Blue yeah, Hammer. We need to, yeah, you need to get verified. Maybe this will be the thing that. That's the third appearance. Let's save some gold back. <laughs> uh, that's it, the end of the film. Yeah, when you finally get verified. The, the emotional <laughs> end. Uh, and you follow myself, Chris, on CJ Skull, Skull with a C. And also, there's the Needs of Mother Brown forum and Facebook group. And you can email the show at podcast at kumb.com. And also the Needs of Mother Brown Facebook group. And you can follow the editor of Needs of Mother Brown on kumbdotcom on Twitter. Jamie, who's got Bish's uh, trophy? Yeah, he's got Bish's trophy. We'll get, we'll have a word with you. Top, uh, was a big one, top bloke, bro. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't fit in the room. That's why we didn't bring him. <laughs> uh, again, thank you very much. Happy New Year to all our listeners. Happy too. New Year. We'll Happy see New you year. next week after the Swansea Everton games. Come on, you guys. Come on, you guys. Cheers, fellas. <laughs>